Fingers Podcast. I'm your Fearless Fingers editor, Dave Infante, a.k.a. Dinfante, a.k.a. DJ Disappoint Your Parents. I'm coming at you live from Fingers HQ here in Charleston, South Carolina. Today I'm going to be reading the most recent edition of Fingers, uh, which was published on April 11th, 2021, under the headline, Craft Beer's 99% Asshole Free Myth. Uh, subscribers to the newsletter received this directly in the old inbox uh, for their reading pleasure last Sunday. If you want that to be you for future editions of Fingers, please wander over to fingers.substack.com and throw your email address in the old uh, subscribe box. You know the drill. Without further ado, let's get to the read. Craft Beer's 99% Asshole Free Myth, Some Final Thoughts on Worst Beer Blog's Departure and That Infamous Industry Phrase by, of course, me, Dave Infante. If you're reading this, you already know, or maybe you don't, in which case, allow me to inform you of the death of one Worst Beer Blog, a set of social media accounts that operated as a sort of tabloid-come-clearinghouse for all the petty dramas and serious scandals that shaped the online beer discourse for the better part of a decade. In late March, the guy who I'm pretty sure was a guy, I don't know for sure, he went by the pseudonym Peter David uh, when I messaged him for the story I did for Mel Magazine about the hard seltzers and the Boogaloo Boys, which you can um, find a link to uh, in this story on Fingers. Um, Anyway, uh, the guy behind the Worst Beer blog accounts voluntarily deactivated them, going dark on all platforms and leaving behind tens of thousands of confused followers both inside the craft beer establishment and in the broader American drinking public. So I wrote a column uh, examining the account's split legacy for VinePair and reached out to some industry types for comment. One particular phrase kept coming up, 99% asshole free. Here's a representative example pulled from my messages with Austin Beer Works co-founder Michael Graham. Worst Beer Blog, quote, showcased the dark side to an industry that likes to represent itself as 99% asshole free, passion-driven creative utopia. Close quote. As far as Worst Beer Blog's legacy goes, I think that's more or less right, and I argued as much uh, in the column on VinePair, which again is, is live at vinepair.com now, so go read it. But something that occurred to me after filing that piece is that younger and more casual craft beer enthusiasts may not know the backstory of that 99% asshole free reference, which is a shame because the trajectory of that claim, which is fairly notorious at this point within craft beer business circles, is handy to keep in mind when separating craft brewing's foundational myths from its operational realities over the past decade. The quote itself is usually uh, attributed to Sam Calagione, the charismatic uh, founder of Delaware's Dogfish Head Brewery. The underlying idea is that America's scrappy craft brewers, unlike the cutthroat multinational macro brewers monopolizing the country's tap handles and shelf space with cheap adjunct bloggers, were all pals with one another and mostly good people to boot. As Calagione himself put it to DCist back in 2011, Quote, we say our industry is 99% asshole free, so I probably do forget one of every hundred names of the person who is underwhelming. But everyone's so nice in this industry, so I look forward to seeing them a second time. Close quote. In 2011, Dogfish Head was one of around 2,200 U.S. craft breweries. These days, we're closing in on 8,800. So, you know, big difference. I can't say I was covering the industry closely at that point because I was a fresh out of college editorial assistant eating four for a dollar dumplings uh, for lunch and dinner 
and spending all my free time devising new and more creative ways to obliterate myself on bad batch quality of uh, cheap liquor, which I've written about uh, at length before. But the claim that, that craft brewers shared a sense of us versus them camaraderie certainly rings true with reports on and from that era. Uh, I want a quick shout out here to Barrel Aged Stout and Selling Out by Josh Noel of the Chicago Tribune, which uh, a book length report that focuses on Anheuser-Busch and Bev's decade long uh, shopping spree buying up um, 10 or 11, I want to say, craft breweries across the U.S. Incidentally, said spree began with uh, that mega brewer's acquisition of Chicago's Goose Island Beer Company in, you guessed it, 2011. Anyway. Uh, this was the era of the true believer, the Davids against the big beer Goliath. Um, you know, craft brewers in 2011 would argue ad nauseum and with confidence that a rising tide lifts all boats. And they helped one another with ex expertise and raw ingredients to grow craft beer's share of the U.S. beer market, which that year clocked in at like 6%, just under 6%, I think. In 2020, it was over 12%. There was a time when 20% of the beer share by 2020 was the goal, uh, how things have changed since then. Anyway, to the extent that anyone ever fully bought into the idea that craft brewing was a movement and not just a marketing expression, they could have been forgiven for still believing that they were right a decade ago. But as the intervening years unfolded and craft beer became big business in its own right, that would change. Quote, there is something about craft that's more collegial, but it's also competitive, and that's coming more to the forefront with time. That's what Ben Steinman, the publisher of trade publication Beer Marketers Insights, told me in 2015 for a feature on the subject uh, I did for Thrills, where I was writing at the time. So it's getting more competitive, he was saying. And so it was. Craft breweries flooded the market, competing with one with one another for drinkers' attention and share of throat, which um, is one of your Fearless Fingers editor's uh, least favorite industry neologisms. Um, neologisms? I think that's how you said. Um Anyway, uh, they were competing with each other when they'd only previously had to fight uh, the big boys, or at least that was the enemy they had all chosen to sort of aim their uh, aim the arrows in their quiver at. With camaraderie straining the industry, the, uh, or with camaraderie straining the industry's ills, uh, by which I mean its treatment of women and minorities, its exploitative labor conditions, its awkward correlation to gentrification and displacement, uh, all that you know, not so great stuff, got a lot harder to ignore. I've written about this a lot, and there's no need to rehash it uh, all here, um, but as it pertains to 99% asshole free and we're spear blog and all this stuff, the point is that as craft brewing became more of a business throughout the past decade, the claim that it was or ever could have been 99% asshole free revealed itself as ever more delusional. And I'll just pause here again to say, obviously, there are plenty of very wonderful people that work in the craft beer industry. Uh, I know many of them. Um, please don't email me uh, claiming as much because that's absolutely not the point. Uh, I don't remember exactly when Worst Beer Blog launched. Um, he created the Twitter for it in 2013. The Wayback Machine is crawls of worstbeerblog.com dating back to like 2016. I looked it up. But it really hit its stride toward the close of the last decade and came on particularly strong throughout 2020, uh, which was a notably bad time to be a true believer. Within the beer business, macro brewers and private equity players had pretty successfully co-opted and commodified the craft beer quote-unquote revolution, while hype beer and hard seltzer undercut the category boosters, bright-eyed theses about American drinkers' unquenchable thirst for quality and locality. Outside the beer industry, just in the broader society at large, the Trump administration picked at the country's scabbed over socioeconomic and cultural wounds for four years 
and then the coronavirus pandemic jammed its thumb in each and every one of them. So taken together, those developments sort of uh, shredded craft brewing's already frayed sense of exceptionalism. Uh, rather than railing against the corporate suits beyond the gates, industry commentators have been increasingly confronted by, in the case of Worst Beer Blog and a few others, con- they've been confronting uh, the rot eating away at craft brewing's sterling self-image. That can't have been a pleasant paradigm shift to come to grips with for for one-time true believers, which, judging by the early blog posts with headlines like Corporate Beer Sucks, Worst Beer Blog's David might have been. But at some point, the American craft brewing business and the larger community of enthusiasts that orbits it has to grow up. And what is recognition that the craft beer business has as many assholes and attracts as many as any other business, if not growth? The first step to fixing anything is acknowledging it and uh, so on and so forth. So death to craft beer's 99% asshole-free myth, says I, and remember, your fingers editor is always all ears for tip-offs on beer business bullshit and would love to hear from you. That was Craft Beer's 99% Asshole-Free Myth, originally published as a newsletter on April 11th, 2021. This has been the first and maybe only edition of Fingers Podcast. I'm your fearless Fingers editor, David Fonte. If you liked this little audio experiment, please let me know uh, by leaving a comment on fingers.substack.com. I'll keep an eye on that, and according to your feedback, maybe we'll do more of these, uh, these reads. Until then, uh, it's your boy Dinfante signing off from Fingers HQ. And remember, everything is hard seltzer now. Bye-bye.